thanks so much for joining us for another episode of the Turning Point CT podcast made by and for young people in Connecticut. My name is Kaylee and I'm here with Allie and Michael to talk about Stress Awareness Month. Let's dive in. For those of you that don't know, April is Stress Awareness Month. This is a time when people are encouraged to learn more about different ways that stress can affect their lives and to find healthy ways to deal with it. While stress is a normal part of life, too much of it can lead to health problems. I feel like we live in a really high stress society. Like we're expected to do so much and be extremely successful in every aspect of our lives. It's a lot of pressure, especially when you're a teen and in your early 20s, because that's kind of the time where you're really trying to figure out who you are. The pressure to be perfect comes with a lot of unnecessary stress. So I'm going to ask you guys, how does stress affect your lives? Okay, so I'm like, the whole time you're talking, Kaylee, I'm like, where do I begin, right? So um, to keep this brief, I mean, really stress touches in my life. I mean, really, I think, first of all, it looks different day to day. And I think, um, you know, over time, I've built up coping skills. So I think it's always interesting to know, like, I think when you're talking about stress, and how does that kind of play into, like, you know, being supported at work or else, I mean, on the outside, I may, may not always look stressed, but I guarantee you, I probably am. There's always some tornado thought whirling in over here, or like, oh my God, what about this? Or I forgot that, or like waking up at 3 a.m. before a big meeting or presentation. So I think stress to me can pop into not so much in like really obvious ways, but it's those small ways, like little like zings, right? Like mosquito bites almost, like on its own. It may not be, but when there's like 20 of them, okay, I have this bill due or, oh, I have this presentation or, oh, I have, I forgot about this meeting. So it, to me, it's like a million, like what ifs or, oh my God, that. So I think that I can't speak for all young people, but like that to me seems pretty common. So I think that it's kind of like death by a million cuts, death by like a million stressors. So I think, I think it really is, um, it's complex. I think it's it's all around me all the time. I mean, I'm not trying to say I'm in like crisis mode all the time, but I think there it definitely is. I have good days. If I as, as I've always shared, I have great days, good days. I have not so great days, just like really anyone. And um, yeah, and I, I'll dive in further. But Ali, I'd love to hear from you on that. Honestly, I feel like for me, stress affects my life in every facet um emotionally spiritually um financially i mean really everything and especially with work um because i work in the mental health field and a lot of my stress comes from mental health or even comes from work or just comes from things that eventually affect my mental health so even though it could be seem easier maybe not a big deal or whatever to one person it's not the same for me because, you know, everyone's different. So I feel like it's stress really just impacts me everywhere. And I'm starting to notice, um, just how much it affects my body. And I know for my partner, he notices the stress in his body. And lately for the past few days, he's been really, really sick. And like, there's nothing to do with, you You know, it's not a sickness. It's not COVID. It's not any of that. And I finally just sat there for a minute and I was like, oh, wait, I wonder if it's because he's under a lot of stress right now. And I even said to him, I said, it's kind of weird how you weren't feeling good the one day you weren't stressed. So, and then the second you got right back into the stressful environment, 
now you're feeling sick again. So for me, it's been really noticing it in my body where I feel it and trying to find ways to just relieve the symptoms that of my physical aspect of it. And because sometimes I'm mental, it's just, it has to be there and I can't just not think about it. And to be present would mean to be stressed, even more stressed out. So I really just kind of notice it in my body and go from there and see what kind of things I could use to help my body. Can I jump in, Ali? I think I just want to touch on the fact I like how you broke it down, like financial, emotional, because that's kind of what I was saying, but you said it way better. And I think that's what I mean, though. It's never just one thing. It's never just one area. Like, you know, um, my biggest stressor right now is financial. I'm trying to pay down some extra debt. Like, oh, my gosh. So it, it, and it, it, it feels so like a million ton weight on me. And it's kind of like, you know, you can do everything right, but you know, one big repair here or one life moment over here. And it, it feels like you're, you're in the, the rat, like the rat wheel, the mouse wheel, like you're running forward, but you're not really getting anywhere. And so, I mean, you can say that in any which area. So I think it's, um, I like how you really broke it down because um, I think when some people think of stress, they think about it in a vacuum, like, oh, okay, well, and then they offer like whatever like advice they want to give and then like walk away. And it's never just like one area or one moment. So I appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. Like, especially like when you said financial, I was like, literally me, because I'm a, like, I work for myself. I'm self-employed. So I had to pay taxes this year and I didn't pay quarterly because last year I didn't make enough, but this year I had to pay like $2,500 and I also had to get like brand new brakes and tires for my car before a trip and that was like so basically a grand total of like five grand and I'm sitting here like how the hell am I gonna pay off all of this and like I was so stressed too because like I didn't even get my tax paperwork in like I flew out to Arizona the day taxes were due and I like all of a sudden I was sitting there with my parents and out of nowhere, I would just went into panic. So it's like, I never signed my tax paperwork. That means it didn't get in. And it like, the problem is because I have anxiety, like one little stressor like that makes me spiral out of control. And then comes like the physical symptoms of like, you know, I felt like I was going to puke. I felt like I was going to cry. And I'm sitting here in the airport, like, I'm not even home and I have to deal with this tax shit. <laughs> I like literally, and my dad's like, it's fine. He's like, here's the accountant's number. And it would, it, everything was fine. But like, literally like because of the anxiety, all of these little tiny stressors feel like the end of the world. And when it all builds up with like everything else, because I work multiple jobs, like I'm trying to start a new blog. I have a puppy that I'm like taking care of who's really high energy. He's a German shepherd. I did it to myself, but like, it's just a lot. And, you know, I have to remind myself, like I am still really young and I have a lot on my plate and like, but like Ali said, I definitely like feel a lot worse. And like my sleep is worse. Like when I'm stressed, I'll either, it's like manifest in nightmares or like constantly waking up. And that's why like, because it affects you physically, that's why it's so important to like have those healthy coping skills and like have ways to de-stress. So how do you guys de-stress? <laughs> so if I can jump on that, my last thought, and then I'll kind of go into this one is like, 
I think it's interesting too, Ali, Kaylee, if this makes sense, please agree or disagree. But I almost feel like for me is like taking care of stress or one area of my life sets me back in another. Like, okay, you want me to like calm down? Well, now I got to like throw money at like whatever. I have to cut back, you know, what I'm earning to actually take time off. If I take off, you know, there's just, it's never as simple as, oh, we'll take vacation, you know, and then not even, you know, not for nothing. We're all doing a million things because, um, like newsflash for the world and everyone, like uh, we probably aren't making enough to keep up with inflation and salaries have stayed still since like the 70s. So I'm like, okay, so in like the 60s and 70s and like whatever, um, please Google it. I'm just, just be with me on this. It's like, okay, you could like own a house and do all this stuff on one income and like pretty much straight out of school. Um, Fun fact, poll all the young adults you know, have this conversation with them and like be honest about, you know, financially, what did it, everything. So, um, you know, oh yeah, Ali, I love what you put in the chat. You can't tell someone to save for a rainy day when it's already pouring. I, I love that quote and we're all agreeing. So I think it's, like I said, we're running around, not always getting ahead and it's, it's not, you know, I, I just think it's a really interesting fact. It, it, it literally is a systemic issue. So, you know, it's not that programs and support aren't helpful because they are, but we have to look at the bigger picture and what can we all do together? So that was my soapbox comment I wanted to add to it. But to go back to what you said on what am I doing? I mean, um, I think it comes down to the fact I'm better about saying no, or like if someone asked me to do something, I, instead of like dropping everything to feel like, oh, wow, to get approval, I have to do this right away or drop everything. I'm like, okay, I'd love to, but can we look at maybe a week later or give, give giving them options to give myself a break? So to me, it's definitely was a mindset shift of even just giving myself permission to be imperfect and permission to like, not everything is an immediate, like must do right now. And you'd be surprised how most people are pretty understanding about that. And I think that mindset shift alone saved me a lot of stress. I like what you said about really everything, Michael, especially when you highlighted the difference of what it was like for our parents or our grandparents growing up versus now. And also for our grandparents and um, parents, a lot of times they were able to have one person working full time and still be able to maintain the whole family easily. So that's another part of it because now that's not the case anymore. And you need both you know, more than one parent working, if you have kids and, you know, it's just, and even the kids are having to get jobs at or earlier than they were originally going to. And just things like that. I always feel like it definitely brings a lot more stress. Finances is definitely always, always a big one. And whenever people say like, oh, just there's all these services you can get out there. I don't think, I think it would be ignorant to say that because, to get those services, I've been on that other side of the coin and getting those services are not as simple as everyone seems to paint it out to be. There's so many barriers. There are a lot of different um, things that come up that really just make that kind of impossible to access. I know we've had tons of podcasts and articles and blogs. I know I remember when Eliza would blog about her 
things with Willow, her daughter, and she would talk about like what that was like for her and how difficult it was and just how much stress that was for her as a young mom. And, you know, it was really tough, but I really, I'm glad that you brought up the financial piece of it. I think what I'm doing now to relieve my stress is a lot like you, Michael, where I'm saying no and not just saying no, but really standing up for myself and putting my foot down in a sense of, I have boundaries that I've established and I'm actually upholding them and I'm not letting my overthinking or other people get in the way of that. Like I've had my mindset on X, Y, Z, because this is what I know is what's best for me. And for so many years of my life, I never listened to my body. I never listened to my gut. I, and, and it led me to really terrible places. I was a victim of a lot of things. Um, when I didn't take care of myself. And now in my life, I'm finding situations where I'm being pulled in different directions and I'm being determined and really putting my foot down and saying, no, this doesn't work for me. And, and don't really need to tell you why. And this is just, it doesn't work for me, period. That's a sentence. And letting that just be enough and not having to over explain myself or anything like that, because it's always something I'm, I'm doing. And really when I think about it, a lot of how I handle my stress comes from trauma, how I used to handle my stress comes from trauma. So I try to be compassionate on myself in those areas because it's risky. And if I let myself get to the point of being so stressed and I don't take care of myself, I could risk relapse of both self-harm or addiction or really anything. So I'm careful about it. So some of the things I do now, instead of using drugs and hurting myself as I used to, um, I take walks. I use, bre- I use breathing videos because I need that like guided breathing. And I spend time with my dog and my cat. I spend time with my loved ones. I go and try to do things, little things that I know I can commit to. And I'm also like, when I make the plans to do something fun, like maybe go to a baseball game or something, now I'm taking the initiative to be like, all right, there is a chance that I might get all the way down to, you know, get on the train and get all the way down to Yankee stadium. And then end up being like, you know what, actually, I don't think I can do this and it's time to go now and not push myself. But then I also know there's moments where I can maybe push myself and try to keep trying and then eventually have a point of, you know, respecting my listening to my body. And that's been a big, big change for me in many areas of my life, especially spiritually too. Like I'm really getting to the point where I'm like, nope, this is what it is. And this is what I'm sticking with. And just finding stress relievers that are healthy for me. And sometimes stress relief looks like curling up on the couch and binge watching some shows with McDonald's. Like that's just sometimes what that looks like for me. And I'm not ashamed anymore to be able to say that and be able to recognize that as sometimes it is self-care and it's neat. It's rest is needed. So yeah, that's kind of where I'm at in my stress journey. Honestly, what you guys said about boundaries is so important and like learning to say no. And for me, it's been like, I used to constantly just like work, work, work. Like there was nothing more to my life than just working. Like I'm at a point in my life where I'm like, I'm not going to work myself to death. I'm not going to be so stressed out about like all this stuff. I'm not going to have it looming over my head to the point where I can't go do things for myself. So I've kind of shifted what I define as my needs. Like, honestly, 
it's like, okay, you know what? I've been working like so much. I just, I need to go out and I need to go do something that, and like focus on something that's not work. And like for me, because, you know, we live in New England and states are very close. I kind of just get in the car and I go like at this point, it's like, okay, I'm going to go somewhere new that I haven't gone to before. Like this week I went to Massachusetts. Like yesterday, I just got in the car and I like went onto Google maps. I zoomed around. I was like, what's like kind of close in the area. And like an hour and a half for me, like I can get to Massachusetts. And I went and visited a lighthouse. Cause I was like, you know what? I don't want to work. Like I just need to do something that's not work because like it gets to the point where you're so stressed out. Like you can't function and like you're doing more harm than good by trying to like force yourself to like do all of these responsibilities when like really for me I just need to like go and have like a mental reset so I can come back like you know not as like mentally drained like being able to go do something and just you know take care of myself and like take care of those other needs because they're the reason why I'm like, I need to work, work, work is because of that financial stress. And I'm like, I need to work. So I have the money to pay for these things to be alive. But like, at the same time, I'm like, you know what? It doesn't cost that much for me to like, just a tank of gas to go drive somewhere kind of close-ish and like to be in nature and go explore something new. Like it's stimulating in a different way than like, oh my God, work or work. And like, because the stress is just like, oh my God, all I think about sometimes is like, I need to like work, work, work in the middle of the night. And like every hour that I have free, I need to be making money. Like that used to be my mindset. Like all through college, I used to like constantly pick up shifts for people. Like people like just knew that if they were going to call out, they'd text me and be like, Hey, Kaylee, cover my shit. They're like, yeah, no problem. Cause I was like, I need that money. So I can like be fine. And you know what? Like working all of those hours and all of that overtime did not put me ahead like I wanted it to. All it did was like destroy my mental health. So like, it's really important to take time to do things for yourself and like to de-stress and to make you happy because otherwise you're going to get so burnt out from stress that like, you're not going to be functioning. Yeah. Can I add to that? Cause Allie, you talked about this too. And what I, again, cause I felt the same way is I, I don't want to speak for you, Kaylee, if this is not what feels true for you, but I feel like when you are that person, who's always like the yes person, cause I definitely am a recovering yes person, like always there, like you need it, like, okay. But then people expect it from you and it becomes a pattern. And then like the minute you don't do that or can't do that, it's like this huge disappointment. And then it, the flood of like, guilt manipulation why can't and like blah blah blah, blah. and this so now you're like worse off and then like you could have like a co-worker lazy mcgee or like do nothing dippy over here who's like lazy as a day is long like why you here boo like you do not and then you the hard worker who's finally trying to have a life and cut back because for whatever reason, like the expectations are so out of whack. And, and I say that knowing as we're, we're all learning our own expectations, but then, you know, people around us maybe have gotten so used to the way we're, we've being any positive change. Now it's this cascade of like <laughs> drama. And so I feel like I've definitely been there and like, it's kind of settled for me, but does that feel true for both of you in some way? I think for me, it's definitely, that does ring true is in the sense of, you know, people have 
seen me perform certain ways and assume that that's what I'm always going to be. And I think what ends up getting mixed in that message with me. And I think it's especially in my professional world and like my advocacy world is because they're expecting like, you know, for a while I would volunteer my time to do a speaking engagement or whatever. I would volunteer my time to do extra work. Let's just put it that way. And um, once I started telling people like, yeah, so I'm not going to be able to fit that in my schedule. But if you'd like to, you know, here's the fee for it. And this is what it would cost because yeah, maybe, yeah, I can be there, but there's a price too, when it starts to, you know, affect my everyday kind of situation. So with me, it was really like just trying to have people understand that the message is not that my passion has changed. It's that I'm navigating my passion with more directives and more self-care on my end because I was constant go, go, go for so many years straight in early recovery while also healing my mental health, substance use, trauma, all that. And so I was overworking in every area of my life and it pushed me in a very bad place. And I almost went to a very dangerous place and sometimes I get really frustrated with people now. And I want to be like, you have no idea because I've kept it, I've kept it cool, but you know, keep pushing me like this. And, you know, I'm not trying to say a threat or anything, but I'm going to eventually get to the place where we might not be having this conversation like this, you know, Allie might've relapsed. Allie might've, you know, done something else. So in order to protect myself, I'm putting my foot down and I'm noticing that people aren't too happy about it. And you know what? I really don't give a shit. Like I don't, I've gotten to the point where I just don't care because at the end of the day, I'm the one that's living with my thoughts. I'm the one that's carrying around my feelings. And so are my loved ones. You know, it's not just me that's impacted. It's my partner that I live with. That's going to hear me being cranky. It's my dog. That's not going to see me have the energy to let him let her run around. It's my family. That's going to see that I'm isolating or whatever it may be. So a lot of times I try to tell people like, it's not my passion that's died. It's not any of that. It's my boundaries are being enforced and created and you're just not used to it. And if you have an issue with it, well, then maybe ask me what's going on and ask how you can support me. And then don't criticize me when I say what that support is. And for the people and places and things that do listen and hear me out and support me, I'm so grateful for that. And I finally, I get the sigh of relief where I'm like, oh, finally, I'm able to really just you know, get through whatever I'm getting through. And I'm able to be like, okay, and more motivated. Like when I have, say I'm at a work situation and I have people supporting me and hearing me and listening to me, that makes me want to perform better. It makes me want to stay and want to contribute more of my time and effort and make those changes to be able to be more present in the, in the whole scenario. When people are taking into account your needs it definitely makes a humongous difference like for sure I mean really from that I mean but that's I think that's the nail on the head right is if we're talking like what can you do I can tell you like I can name off a bunch of people on like one hand who have supported me and who have been there and who I can always turn to that doesn't always mean they're going to solve it but at least they're listening and they can take things resources support from there and I think, you know, Ali, I like that you mentioned that too, because at the end of the day, being nice is free. Uh, being understanding is free, you know, and it's not, and it's, and, you know, and we all, again, may not 
we all may have a lot going on. So it's, and, and I always say it's never about being perfect and there's no expectation for us all to be a support for every single person at every time. But I think it really, you know, when we're talking about self-care and stress and money and work and how does that all kind of play into each other, um, you know, the jobs I've been happiest and been there the longest, I've had those key people who have been there and you better believe they've got, you've got to have at least a few people in positions of power who believe in you and can be that safe space for you because, you know, if, and if you don't, then the honest truth, then your place is just a stepping stone for young adults to, to learn something or earn a check and then, move on you know if and, you know it's always funny when these companies are like you know with the pandemic easing a little bit and everyone's like return to the office and like they're reassessing the world i'm like have you reassessed yourself have you done all you know so i think it's a whole nother conversation but i think really it comes down to just being open being respectful and um and just having those relationships, it, it, it takes time, obviously, but like, you know, time goes so quickly. And I think it, it really shows the strength of organizations when like, if you have employees who have been there for a while and you can have those conversations, you're off to a great start. And I actually always say this too. It's funny, like when I hear from like other colleagues and managers, like, not for nothing if your employees come to you with a problem that's actually a good thing because they feel safe to bring those things up to you like if you're an agency or someone who feels like oh my gosh there's problems now that's gonna look bad actually no because it's the places that like you're never getting feedback or those conversations i would be more worried about thank you for chatting with me today to our listeners thank you for tuning in and be sure to like and follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts if you're looking for more peer mental health support, remember to check out the website, www.turningpointct.org. Have a great day, everyone.